0: Welcome to the podcast of MotorWeek, television's original automotive magazine. MotorWeek is made possible by TireRack.com and by RockAuto.com. Here's your MotorWeek podcast host, John Davis. Hello, everyone. Welcome to MotorWeek podcast 128. And in our Studio C at MotorWeek Central today is our writer, producer, Brian Robinson. Hello, John. Our red road, our red test, our road, <laughs> redneck <laughs> road red test, yeah, test yeah, producer, yeah, yeah. Ben Davis. Thank you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> our assistant producer, Greg Carlos. Yep, I'm here. And writer Patrick Lucas. Hey, now. Okay, we'll have a lightning round, a viewer question, a rant and rave, if we can think of one, and uh, lots more. But first, uh, three vehicles that we have on our mind lately at Motor Week. Uh, starting off with the Audi TT roadster new generation i think much better looking what do you think oh, oh, we'll come such there. a yeah, pregnant come pause, pause so there go, should we
1: just go in order now it i don't, I don't like think the looks was- are
2: that uh different they machoed it up a little bit i think the big deal is it's on the mqb architecture so it um performance is way up not in a like an acceleration aspect but just fun to drive uh, I liked it the best of
0: any TT I've ever driven. Way up, yeah. and you know, there's a lot of trick
2: stuff to the interior that I'm sure everyone else wants to talk about. That's way more into it than me, so I'll let them do that. But uh, <laughs> that that's a, I think will clearly set it apart from anybody else in that
3: segment.
0: I didn't feel like it was this overgrown overgrown blob on wheels anymore. It just felt like a real sports car for the once.
3: Yeah, the driving wasn't even the most impressive part. It oh. was. The technology. the technology, I, I don't—you I don't, I mean you're underselling? it. I thought it was a pretty big deal. A pretty big deal. That totally reimagined. Well, this guy no. with
1: the flip phone. I That's mean, true.
3: That is true. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> well, they totally reimagined they the interior design of a car. The
0: instrument panel was is very creative. Yeah. Why don't you expound on that?
3: Well, yeah. So everything's in the gauge cluster. It's just this giant, like, twelve-inch wide, probably what, like four or five inch tall mm-hmm. gauge cluster giant screen. You get everything in there. Your nav, you get your um, like Google, an, earth. Yeah, Google earth, you get like an artificial tack and your speedometer and um, you can cycle through like different setups and like different sizes. There. Yeah. Your backup cameras in there. And then all your HVAC controls are just um, integrated into the actual vents. And just tiny little displays and knobs that twist. Genius. It's great. I mean, it's like a really easy car to use. You get in, except for we talked about the heated seats. Right. That was a <laughs> The, only the only heated seats we find. couldn't find the switches yeah. for, uh,
0: but they
2: too bad are bad. in the vents. Yeah, I well, that. No yeah. yeah, so well. the scarf. All yeah. right. Okay. Well, it, air scarf. Yeah. The but air scarf. I think that's a Mercedes Benz. Uh, it is trademark device. Yeah. Whatever
4: they call it in there. Oh, here you're right. It's not called an air scarf. Correct. But it's like a dragon that's
3: on your shoulder. Neck Neck warmer. But. That that level of design, I think, is awesome. Now the Camaro did have did have that. Didn't it? the HVAC controls? Yes, it yeah. does. So I'm not saying like Audi invented this or came up with this, but I think it's cool that they're the first ones, I guess, to.
0: It's well integrated integrate, into the interior. It's incredibly
1: slick. That has it too, doesn't it? Does it? On the, uh, pedal, on the passenger side, the passenger side. Right? side. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's just got die. a little it's oh, got display there. The You're right. It's not Correct. a right. touchscreen. Okay. This was
0: yes. the actual control itself. Yeah. Uh, you know, we've talked a lot about Audi interiors in recent years, and I think they've done it again. Well, you know, whether this little minimalist look will work in a bigger car, I don't know. Yeah. It works here.
4: Plenty of room inside too. But the only problem that I have with the car is that it blends in too much, and it's lost mm-hmm. all the quirkiness that I usually associate with TT. When it launched, it was super quirky, and now it kind of just blends in. What, what, a, it had what a it had quirky
2: that it doesn't have anymore, other than like a, the a baseball shape, distinctive
4: styling. It had. Uh, you it just know, looked like it was, a beetle before.
0: Yeah. Well, I, huh. That's that's
3: pretty harsh. I think it's a hard. I think it's a top. The greenhouse really made it gave it that funky shape. Hmm.
4: The grill itself kind of blends in with all the other Audis. That's it, for sure. It has no unique kind of TT hmm. look to it that it always used to have. You know, it was unmistakably TT, where now as if I could – I don't think it, I could catch it out of my peripherals and notice it as a TT other than an A4 or an or A3, which, you know, kind of is a shame. The head, like, everything's just carried over. I think the TT used to have its own headlights, kind of its own grille, and definitely its own rounded shape overall, which I don't know.
0: Okay. As a – whether you want to call it two-seat or sports car or what, does it did it live up to its performance – expectations
1: i thought so i thought it like uh, ben had mentioned it feels big on the inside but Mm -hmm. it drives very very small close to much closer to a miata than something bigger than that so yeah i mean acceleration's good not great uh, but it's just one of those cars you can hop into and have a great time blasting through some back roads
2: yeah it's not like an ultra high performance car but just a fun
4: uh two-seed roadster it's uh great fun and there's plenty of room for performance upgrades in an s model or
2: an R S
3: model Mm -hmm. great which
4: although,
2: there will be. The, although the, yeah, there are S
0: Coupes, but no S Roadsters There's this time around. There's
3: a TTRS yeah. coming
0: out. I think sure. Coupe, yeah, Coupe only. Coupe only, probably, which would st- the way they probably would do it. All right, very good. Let's move on to our much more pedestrian, but will sell in much bigger volume, the 2016 Honda Civic. Ben, you've yeah. actually driven it. Yeah. Uh, we've all seen it. Did you drive the five-door as well? Did they have the five door? No, I just drove the sedan, four door sedan. Is all so they had. didn't have the five door. Not yet. This the British
4: all. made five. door This is all they had for, and you know, no uh, Si coupes right. yet either. So tell us,
0: uh, one of the best selling small cars year after year. how uh, is it? And it will be again.
4: They, um, you know, they had to get it right after launching the all new oh, Civic previously. They which had to, was a dud. Yeah, they had to.
0: It, it was a dud that well, still sold over three hundred fifty thousand. Everyone, yeah.
4: everyone hated on it, but it never stopped it's, selling. Yeah, it never stopped. I selling. don't think anybody's going to be hating on this one. The car is super impressive at first glance. It's got such a. Uh, it's got a really nice, just edgy enough styling, but just elegantly and, and flows really well too. Um, it's got an incredibly sharp uh, roof line that just vanishes into the trunk, really hatchback <laughs> coupe like, but. There's still plenty of room in the back seat, even with a sunroof. It's amazing. It's an amazing use of packaging how they did that. Um, And inside, it's super comfortable. All the materials, everything looks good, feels good. Um, And the big news is there's a turbo motor now, but you can't get a manual behind it.
1: (laughs) Why do they do that to us? (laughs) But I I don't think it's Type R. I don't think it's a super performance or no, it's not. It's not a
4: well, it's not a performance oriented turbo motor either. It's only a 1.5 liter, and there's there's a a, a decent it's amount a fuel of fuel economy
0: motor. Yeah, well, exactly. I, I don't
4: know, but the numbers are almost exactly the same as the two liter.
2: Hmm. I was just looking at it t- today. The fuel economy numbers are the same whether you get a two liter or the 1.5, except right. for I think you get one more mile per gallon highway in the 1.5 liter.
4: Well, the, the, hmm. it's got uh, considerably less horsepower than the turbo motor, though the two liter does, the naturally aspirated motor. But yeah, the fuel economy is the same. Right. But st- that, uh, st- that being said, uh, it's probably just. Um, I'm sure in the SI model they're going to beef it up, and hopefully they offer an SI four-door. But anyway, there is a sport mode in the—it's a CVT transmission with a uh, torque converter. There's no paddles, and there's no um, plus-minus shifting, but there is a sport mode in the uh, transmission selector Mm -hmm. that tightens up the throttle response and gets rid of some of the lag, and it's not so aggressive that you couldn't drive in that
0: mode all the time. I did. The other big controversy from the last one was the two-level instrument panel.
4: Yeah, that, that, all that stuff is gone. In fact, um, you sit a lot lower in this car, too, and the car's a lot lower and a lot wider in general. And to me, it felt like I was sitting in late 80s, early 90s Hondas where hmm. you're really low. Quite close to the ground. And you've got a ton of windshield in front of you. It was a lot like those, which I always felt was a really sporty uh point of view
2: they still have some funky going on with the gauges though isn't it like a three pod thing with
4: and it's still all digital right or there's no, no like i had i i had analog gauges oh, okay. from what i remember and it was they, pretty traditional i hmm. mean pretty pretty this the same basic layout that you see in everything these days hmm. uh nothing super funky or really uh uh what's the word i'm looking for nothing really um exclusive to honda as far as that goes
0: did they, they didn't completely revamp the nav system, did they? I know that that's always been like, seemed like a little behind the, the, the curve. No, I don't think
4: so. And the same basic uh, deck uh, or uh, the same basic entertainment radio mm-hmm. uh, center is in there too with the lack of volume knob, I'm Not but, sure
0: how many people that buy those uh, buy, buy that anyway. Yeah. But all in all, you think um, I think it's a, a huge car. improvement. I
4: think it's the next VW Golf. It's uh, you know yeah. it's probably wow. got a little bit of platform for well, everybody. With a big it. shoes yeah. to fill. Yeah, I think it's there though. It's ready. Wow. <laughs> you okay. would buy that over Volkswagen Golf. I would strongly consider
3: it. The wow. appeal is there, really. And I tell the, you what, the if what? They, The appeal is the there. The appeal is there. You can there. get the hatchback. You can get the high performance model. You can get a coupe. And it coupe. also you
0: have the reliability. I'm right. just hoping that. Maybe
4: Honda has a sense enough to launch a Si four door model. I think that would really sell, hmm. and yeah, that would compete with a GTI. Maybe we'll see. But yeah, I think if they play their cards right, then they definitely have a strong, strong golf fighter.
1: That's good news. Hmm.
3: That is. Good. Speaking of.
0: Um, fighting uh gm is uh fighting for some visibility for its 2015 chevrolet colorado and gmc canyon diesels their new midsize truck got uh is finally coming out with the diesel about the time that the whole volkswagen tdi thing blew up in everybody's face uh greg you've driven it impressions did these pickup
1: trucks <clears throat> need a diesel uh, yeah, I think it certainly deserves a diesel, especially if you're going to tow something. Give the, us a
0: detail on what the diesel is, what the engine is. The
1: diesel is a 2.8 liter Duramax, um, four-cylinder. You're getting about 369 pound-feet of torque. Horsepower is like 189, but who really cares? About torque, it, though. It's about torque, right, and that's available at 2,000 RPM, which is a pretty big deal. Uh towing's up to 7,700 pounds with the two-wheel drive model, and I think like 7,600 with uh, four-wheel drive. So, yeah, I, I towed with it a little bit. This is the Colorado. Um, I also drove the the Canyon, and that's uh, – GMC likes to differentiate themselves with uh, Chevy now, especially now more than ever. It's just more upscale on the inside, uh, but for the most part, they drive exactly the same. And, yeah, I mean, tons of torque. The, the noise of the engine is actually very truck-like, mm. which to me is a good thing. Yeah. I think – you know if you're going to buy a truck, you shouldn't be afraid to have that diesel clatter. Also, if
0: you want a diesel, you want it. Seems like if you were if a
1: truck buyer wants a diesel, you want it yeah, to advertise. I, I can't it. believe I'm alone in thinking that it's cool to have that diesel sound. Now, inside it doesn't creep in as much because mm. it's a very quiet cabin, but when you really get on it and you got the windows down, you certainly hear it a lot. Is it diesel clatter to the point where you'd have to turn it off in a drive through to order? <laughs> no, it's, it's not that loud, it's, it's, it's when you're really getting it's at startup when, when you're really getting on it. But now you'll you'll be fine. What's,
2: <laughs> what's the price? I mean, what are you, you get like, it's a, it's V6? about
1: it's about four grand over a V six. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's it Steep. it costs quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, if people are about paying a lot of money for trucks now, so if you tow stuff, then <clears throat> you know, I really like the truck and its V six gas model too. It's a solid truck. I mean, I guess if if you want to tow a lot, you're going to go for a full
0: size truck. But if you're going to tow Medium amounts, and you don't want to have some big full-size truck all the time. Yeah, it is. It is kind of. Uh, it's kind of hard to kind of see where the market's going to be for it since it's such a premium. Mm-hmm. What is what is what the V6 uh, Silverado tow? It's got to be sixty five hundred pounds
2: at least, right? It's at Seven thousand.
1: I don't. It's not. It's it's something. You know, I don't have those numbers. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, remember them all, either. But
2: it doesn't seem like it's that much more to me. I mean.
1: I, don't know. I think it's more about, like you said. I think it's enough to if you're really serious about towing, mm-hmm. you would make that jump.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do they lock you into like a uh, high trim level, or can you get this on like I know it's like a four thousand dollar premium, but can you still buy you like have a to base get it Colorado, on the
1: upper level right. models? Yeah, it's and it's only all, it's automatic transmission only. So they're which... basically
3: trying to nudge you towards like going full size by saying, uh, "Look at all this money." Well, so, except that
0: full size, a full size.
3: These will probably do the same thing be, to you in full size. It's so
0: much more expensive yeah. than this. I mean that's why the
1: Colorado and Canyon are selling well, is that full size truck prices have gone astronomic. I'll t- I'll hmm. tell you what though, if if you're in the market for a pickup truck and you're not sure whether to go full size or mid size, <clears throat> cert- you should definitely drive this because it's so nice to have the maneuverability right. of this kind of truck. It's just and it. It's still a big. Tr- it's big.
0: It's cons- it's as big as a thirty year old full size truck.
1: Compared to a Silverado, though, you start driving it around town, yeah. and you really start to appreciate this this truck's maneuverability. You can at
0: least reach into the cargo bed without standing on your tiptoes. Mm-hmm. Who makes this engine? Do you remember? It's Duramax. Yeah, it's the, so it's it's the, it's the I guess the in house. Well, you know, Duramax. The original Duramax was what. Uh, a is this an Suzu diesel? Well, that's GM too. I mean, yeah, it right. is. But I'm thinking, you know, is this this is an in-house diesel? It doesn't come. From, it's not like Cummins or anybody else, or not even a Yeah, I think Cummins
2: is in the Titan,
4: right? Cummins, yeah, will be the new Titan, Cummins yeah. will be in the Titan. Is the V8 transmission special to the diesel motor. Is the, it's uh, <coughs> it's the same transmission. Sure I think beefed. it's just geared differently. It's got to be beefed up some. Um, but
1: actually, I did uh, about that transmission. I noticed in the um, in the gasoline version with the V6, which I drove a while ago, it was a real big gear hunter. It was like always changing gears. This one, it seemed to be much more confident Mm. in itself, which is nice.
0: All the torque helps.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. I must say I'm looking forward to driving it. I think it's a great,
0: I, I hope it does well. I think it's a smart truck. I think, they may have to work a little bit to define the market Ooh, for. it. Yeah,
1: and uh, uh, one more thing, it mm-hmm. has CarPlay. <laughs> ah,
0: yeah. uh, CarPlay and the Volt and the
1: Civic.
2: The Civic did, Volt. I mean, everything coming out now has it, right? Thank Yeah, you then yeah, well, it's, they don't, yeah
1: it's CarPlay. Uh, Android Auto will be available in the spring of 2016. But yeah, I have. I'm an iPhone user, so I got to play with that, and it was pretty awesome. It's user or abuser? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I border a lot
4: Note to old man: I've got to look up what is Apple CarPlay. <laughs>
0: Basically, mimics your everything that's on your phone. Oh, okay. It's a more. It's like the next step up from just having a few apps on your on a screen. All right, let's move on to our lightning round. Thanks, Greg, and everybody. Our panelists have two minutes to debate a trending automotive topic. When time's up, they'll hear the bell. Okay. We've talked about autonomous cars before, often, always. Uh, we've usually talked to them about them as if they're far off talked in the future. What if now they're pretty close to production? You know, both Cadillac and Audi say they will have autonomous driving cars in, the, in some modes out next year. Um, there are already plenty of them being tested in the real world. Uh a couple of weeks ago, uh, 60 Minutes did that b- big piece on autonomous cars, which they got a lot of flack, apparently, from people living in the Northeast, said, bring it on for our ice and snow. Anyway, <laughs> should we be preparing for autonomous cars now, meaning other drivers, governments? These things are going to probably get here before we expect them. Are we ready for them? Start the clock. Uh, what are we supposed to do?
2: to prepare, like collect food or yeah. of Well, you a know, go one, go off one off the thing. get a bumper sticker that says, hey, I drive mine. We right? have <laughs> no
0: standardized lane markings in this country, and yeah. every yeah. autonomous car trip across country has found that that's been a big source of problems. Right,
3: and th- that study with uh, every... They, California DMV has documented every accident that an autonomous car has gotten into, it, and it's construction been, zones, right? No, well, yeah. I, I don't know about that, but uh. it's been or a large majority of them have been human drivers causing the accidents with the human drivers hitting them because these autonomous cars are being so overly cautious and driving it's, only it's, at the speed limit. Right. Right. So I mean, they don't, could they be they don't react too, like a normal though. human behavior. You can't, like, yeah,
1: you can't jump on human drivers just from right. that because I can I could see the frustration of like something that's just. You know, technically, yeah, it's following the rules, but you also have to follow the unwritten rules of the road in a way. <laughs> yeah. Well, but what,
0: rules the what, what's the last time – when's the last time you drove at- – on a road and drove exactly at the speed limit. Mm -hmm. You know, let's face it. I find myself doing that all the time, actually. (laughs) Do you really? That does show you're getting into my class of age, I find myself just
4: looking down at the speedo and be like, oh, I'll be damned. I'm right on it. I'm right at it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, when I look up in the rearview mirror and I'm doing that and I can't even see the license plate – my point is if these cars are going to be programmed to drive at the speed limit, that can cause a lot of serious right, situations. Are we going to have but to
3: adjust the, our driving behavior It sounds around like it. But, I mean, that's just, just a software robots. thing.
2: You can easily program in there to have them go five miles an hour ever when it's safe. <laughs> but I mean, and, nobody's going
3: to do that and take legitimately. take unnecessary <laughs> risks. Yeah. yeah. but then what, Pull out in front
1: of somebody. Do they start scheming against us? I mean, where does it end? <laughs> <Sky> <laughs> it, becomes it, it becomes self-aware. Aware. <laughs> All right. So, well, the question is then, like, I mean. What, what do you do? Uh, what well,
3: Year does the robot revolution?
1: What, yeah, well, like how close are we? So it seems happened, like it's a it's an infrastructure thing. The cars are there. If the infrastructure was yeah, there, we'd is. be really there would be autonomous cars right now. But it's so hard, like you said, to stand. You'd have to standardize everything. And, have and to because really every state has their own,
0: is independent when it comes to that stuff. They could you could have a couple states saying, No, I'm not going to change it. We know mm-hmm. how. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. it's, it's so. I think the uh, conclusion is, oh. yeah, but nobody knows how to do it. Can I add
4: something right yeah. in there? Yeah, unring, the unring it. <laughs> have you ever noticed lately that every time. You come to a stop sign. Not every time, but sometimes where the painted line is to stop, you can't see traffic coming at you at all.
0: Oh yeah, it's so far back from the so intersection. Would an
4: autonomous vehicle? It'll know to creep stop forward. at that line, or would he know to creep? He probably would, but he'd
0: have radar sitting there to you know probably <laughs> looking He'll down. Get stuck the in an uh, GPS will let him know if it's yeah.
2: if it's clear or not. Which, which brings up an interesting GPS? point.
0: Talking about stopping, uh, almost nobody has seen stops at stop signs before. In the, and lately around our offices, all, I see all these policemen sitting way off the road, you know, waiting for people to run stop signs. So I, may, I wonder if mm. they're starting to crack Robots down better that.
3: get on board. Yeah.
0: Okay, we have time now for a viewer question. Glenn says, I uh, recently – Glenn?
1: Glenn I, I did it again. Glenn. I didn't change the guy's oh, name. Oh, okay. What's his name? Um, it's not guys, Glenn. It's almost like you copy and paste. It's this guy's buying guys. cars. Out. Glenn, <laughs> Glenn number two. And number we're sorry, fan. Glenn. You we will. We will
0: try and get your name right on the next time. Glenn. <laughs> was this was this guy Glenn or no, was the other guy? Glenn, Glenn was the first guy. Glenn was the first Glenn is guy. The lucky guy. We're talking the about yeah. an entirely different podcast. So you're probably saying, "What are they talking about?" Hmm. Our, our, our anonymous uh, listener viewer has written. He just bought. A 2013 Chevy Malibu. Remember, the other Glenn bought the R8. Okay, he says a friend saw jumper the cables. jumper cables that yeah, I keep you qualified that in the I trunk. Was going to
2: wonder are they like AV cables <laughs> was, or what? I,
0: <laughs> he told me to <laughs> throw cables, them away man, because cables. they can cause expensive damage on modern automobiles. Is that true? Well, I tell you, the last time we did it on Motor, Pat Pat said threw them away.
3: Yeah, that was the segment from uh, show a couple shows ago. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, what's the reasoning behind that?
0: The reasoning is that – and it comes down to two things, I guess. One, if you hook them up backwards, you can blow out many thousands of dollars worth of stuff. But you're also causing electrical surges potentially, which can also do that. I have to admit, though, I just had a dead battery in a vehicle. And what was the first thing we got? We got jumper cables. And we were very careful and hooked them up. But there are alternatives now, and you can get the – those lithium ion battery pack jump chargers, which seem to be a lot safer.
2: I don't know anyone that's ever actually had a problem, but uh, you, you constantly hear I, that. It's hear such it. a huge problem, but I mean, I jump stuff. All I the used time it on an
1: RLX not too long ago. We, we jump stuff around right here high. in the long terms, and I never. You
0: know. The only. So I, here's something that I would do, Glenn, or whatever your name is <laughs> look <laughs> and day-tole. see how good the cables are. Uh, the the rule of thumb from a professional is that they ought, the wire ought to be gauge 2 to 6, and I think Pat Goss recommended 4-gauge. A lot of the cheap jumper cables are like 12 and 16-gauge strand wire, and they're junk.
4: And they're crazy
0: junk. And they're yeah. crazy junk. They'll overheat, and they'll, they can catch fire. So if you're going to have jumper cables... First of all, make sure you know what you're doing. We certainly wouldn't recommend it, but we do it too, and make sure they are very high quality. But I gotta tell you, for $70, $80, bucks, I'd go get myself a lithium uh, battery pack jump starter. I think it's on my Christmas list this year. Okay, I hope that helps. Whatever your name is, and we're now down to the rant and raves. And besides ranting and raving about our producer's inability to get people's names right, dude. Oh, what? Who? Which, what? which producer? What? <laughs> Too soon. anybody got anything? Any rant and
1: raves? Um, I always got one locked and loaded, but I feel like I'm always the one doing it. So I'll I give mean, either is, Patrick. I or made this as a form Robinson, for anyone. Or, Not. Yeah, but it's always the same. It's like me and Ben. Well, you guys have a lot to talk about. Clearly.
4: we're angry. I don't. <laughs> All right.
1: Well, I had one, but I actually just changed it. That's how many I have that I can change it (laughs) in the middle of a podcast. (laughs) Yeah, I called an Omaha on that one. Um, Going back to the stop sign situation, uh, at four-way stops, I'm noticing more and more when you get to a four-way stop with another person, even though that person is there maybe two, three seconds before you, they will wait for you and wave for you to go. And that just really pisses me off. It's, it's like, like they're breaking up the flow. I have the opposite problem where
2: <laughs> if you're two people approaching and they see you start to stop, they just go. Mm. They're like, oh, this guy stopped. So or I can
0: go. What, what gets me is when you get there and the car uh, you know, on your left has got the right to go first and there's someone behind them and they cheat through with them.
1: So they don't even wait their turns. Right, because they assume they've been waiting as long as – if they came with that person in front of them, they assume they are now attached to that car. Instead of
3: basically just being civil. pretty sure I've been guilty of all that. I'm pretty sure some of you guys (laughs) probably have been too. (laughs) But
0: we're not going to admit it. Right,
3: right.
0: I mean – I'm pretty – conservative about four way stops. I get there and I try and give the other person uh their due. If you get there at the same time, I'll wave them on. But you're talking about somebody that's just you know, so If it's your
1: right away, take it. Right. Don't yeah. make yourself out to be the saint who says, "Oh, no, yeah, please do it" because yeah. in my mind, sometimes I really don't see you. I just I'm looking other ways assuming that you're going to go. Sure. And then I'm sitting here waiting, and you're still there. Oh, you, don't you one. love it, though,
0: when you sit there and, and you wave them on and they don't go? So then you start, but then right. they yep. start, and then it, you start, and it's, it's like, a, and it, it all starts with the forth. waving.
1: It's just take the right of way and just move on, and, and just please just go on with your day. I'm going to heat it up on.
2: over here. Avoid all eye contact. That's what we really right. right. yeah, Avoid a all eye great. contact. Yeah, <laughs> very good.
0: That was a good one. If you lock Thank eyes you, with Greg.
2: Someone, that's like an admission that. Please go ahead. I'm not going to go. <laughs> if they're intimidating, I'll let them go.
1: <laughs> what's oh, intimidating God. though? Like what's? Uh, I mean, is it, it tattoos? Uh, is it if beards? the guy looks
4: if a guy looks crazy and it's kind of like a, a uh, give you. and take? Who's going to take it? I'll just totally
0: submit. <laughs> 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 I think it sort sure of depends on how I feel that day. If I feel like I, if I haven't had my weed, yeah, don't don't yeah. catch
3: John Davis on the wrong day.
2: I just go miles Man, out of I'll my stop way to that. avoid them. I look for
0: roundabouts instead. Oh, roundabouts! <laughs> uh, let's do a round oh, yeah, trip <laughs> next <laughs> time. What every every automotive en- highway engineer do that, that ever went going. to Europe and thinks roundabouts are a great idea, I want to sh- line them up against the wall. Wow.
2: Oh, I, I think they're great. If people, but people I don't know how to them. use I think them. I
0: think they
2: work. Yeah, defense. <laughs>
0: People have, just don't know
2: how to use We need to educate single lane people. lane roundabouts are good. You know who would Yeah, double to lane roundabouts are bad. Is You're right. How
1: would an autonomous car do oh, in this situation? Like Probably that. better than 90% yeah. of uh, actual <laughs> <sexual laughs> drivers. Yeah. That's where I wish we did have autonomous <laughs> uh, cars. Let's wrap it up. All right. That's in our, our
0: podcast number 128. One <laughs> I want to thank <laughs> all of our panelists it. Brian Robinson, Ben Davis, Greg Carlos, Patrick Lucas. Yeah. Also, I want to thank our audio engineer, Jillian Cookman. Our podcast creator Bob Mixter, and our producer Patrick Lucas, who says Glenn too, he's sorry.
4: And the GoPro, the GoPro's time. held out.
0: <laughs> Thank you very much for listening to our podcast and for watching MotorWeek on most of your public television stations and also on Velocity. <laughs> Till next time, I'm John Davis for all of us at MotorWeek. Thanks for listening and watching MotorWeek. You have been listening to the podcast of MotorWeek Television's original automotive magazine. MotorWeek is made possible by TireRack.com and by BrockAuto.com. For additional information on podcasts, videos, and showtimes, visit our website at MotorWeek.org. And watch MotorWeek, television's longest-running automotive magazine series, each week on your local PBS station.